Hi, I'm Caitlin. Hi, I'm Kerrigan. And welcome to What a Nightmare. case for us today and it's kind of a scary thought that people just like go missing like you never find a body or anything to really like give you that answer of what happened to them Mm -hmm. so this is a missing persons case today a little something something different so we're kind of on a theme then because my case that was released last week was a technically unsolved Mm -hmm. case. Yours is unsolved as well, so... Yeah. and Look at us vibing. Yeah. (laughs) There's definitely, like, so much confusion behind this case. Like, I'm just gonna have to get into it because... Lots of twists, lots of turns. Yeah, and, like, it doesn't make sense. It's one of those things where you are, like, make it make sense. Just... Make it make sense, and it doesn't. So. Perfect. Alrighty, so we're going to be talking about missing person Caitlin Aikens, I believe is how you say her last name. She was from Carolina County in Virginia. She lived with her mother, Lisa, and her sister, Gabrielle. Her biological dad wasn't in the picture, but she had a stepdad named James Branton. He married her mom when Caitlin was seven, so he was really the closest thing that she had to a father. Mm-hmm. And he was very involved with the girls, went to school events, sporting events, anything that they were involved in. He he was there. So <clears throat> we love a man that steps up. Yeah. A stepdad who steps up. Well, let's just be careful. Oh. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) I take back what I said. (laughs) Just let's get a little further into it before you make a... Making a judgment about him. Shit. (laughs) (laughs) So now Lisa and James, they ended up divorcing, but they still tried to maintain a good relationship because he was so involved with the kids and yeah you don't want them to like lose that relationship just because yours didn't work out yes and he like still attended birthdays christmases anything like that he could but so moving on to caitlin in high school she it just wasn't really for her like she she did well in school um but she just didn't really vibe there so she got permission from her mom to take classes to graduate early at the age of 15 she took classes for her junior and senior year and she ended up graduating at the age of 16. that's awesome yeah she had a best friend named amber and they were super close growing up they i think became friends at the age of 11. Mm 
Uh, sadly, Amber ended up moving away to Arizona, but they continued to stay close, talk every day, and the older the girls got, the more their friendship started to transition to a more romantic relationship. Ooh! Yeah! So, when Caitlin turned 18, she actually ended up moving out there to Arizona to be with Amber, and they became engaged. Aww! Yeah, very sweet. High school sweethearts, in a way, too. Amber was very close with her family, so they stayed very, like, very much in contact with each other's families. Um, And Caitlin would call, like, her family two times a day. So it was almost like when you lived in New York. You were constantly calling in to check in. And so that was kind of how she was. Uh, Growing up, Caitlin was kind of alternative. She had tattoos, piercings, loved doing crazy colors and cuts with her hair. My kind of girl. Yeah. (laughs) She enjoyed it so much that she decided that she wanted to go to cosmetology school to get her, her degree so she could start doing other people's hair. And in order to go back to school, she needed her high school diploma which she left at home. So Caitlin planned this trip to go home to retrieve her diploma and visit her family for a little while. On December 1st of 2015, Caitlin made her trip back home and got to spend some well-needed family time. Mm -hmm. Uh, Her sister had just had a baby and she got to meet her newborn nephew and got to really spend some quality time with them. On December 4th, she went to visit some friends. They ended up playing some card games, and they had quite a bit to drink, and she ended up staying the night there. Responsible. Yeah. Um, But the next morning, her friends dropped her off at her mom's house, and she had to get ready for her flight to head back home. Mm -hmm. Um, Her mom and sister were both still at the house, so she got to visit with them a little longer um, before her flight. But she seemed normal and in good spirits, according to her mom and sister. Her mom's house was about 50 miles from the airport, and her flight was at 5.40 p.m. Her mom wasn't able to take her to the airport because she had to work that day. So she dropped her off at her ex-husband's house, and he was supposed to drop her off at the airport. He had work at 3 o'clock, though, so he kind of had to do it earlier. Um, So it it gave them some time to also catch up and just enjoy each other's time for a little bit. Yeah. Several hours later, though, Lisa gets a text from James at 1.52 p.m. saying he dropped Caitlin off. They exchanged some pleasantries, but that was kind of it for their conversation. At 2 o'clock, Caitlin sends her mom a text that says, I'm at the airport, battery dying, so won't be able to text for a bit. And Lisa said, okay, let me know when you get on the plane. But a few minutes after Caitlin had sent that message to her mom, she sent a completely different message to her fiancé, Amber. She said something is going on and I'm waiting for a new flight. Amber felt... Something was wrong. It didn't feel like Caitlyn. 
So Amber reached out to Lisa and was asking what's going on, which, you know, Lisa is thinking, well, she just told me that, like, she's at the airport. Her battery's dying. And, like, didn't Don't worry about it. Yeah, didn't seem like there was anything wrong with her flight, but now she's telling Amber something completely different. So right now, it seems like red flags are going up across the board. People are already on guard and being like, this feels weird. None of it really made sense. And they all sent text and tried calling Caitlin, but she just was not responding, was not picking up. Lisa became more concerned, so she called James hoping that, like, he could shed some light on the situation. Mm-hmm. James stated that he actually didn't drop her off at the airport, that he dropped her off at the mall in front of J.C. Penney's. Why you lying? Well, I don't, I don't know if he lied. He just said that he had dropped Caitlin off. So he didn't exactly state where, but he... Lying by omission is still a lie. Yes, I, I, I see what you mean. <laughs> I don't like that. <laughs> but he had just stated that he had dropped her off. But he, after she started asking questions, he said, well, I dropped her off at the mall in front of J.C. Penney's. And Caitlin said that she wanted to kill some time at the mall and just take the metro over to the airport. This was confusing for Lisa because Caitlin had never taken the metro and didn't even know if Caitlin knew how to take the metro. And also, she didn't even know that there was a mall there. So, like, Caitlin's never been to this mall. Lisa's never been to this mall. And it just wasn't adding up. So, at 7.15, Lisa received two text messages from Caitlin saying, staying with a friend, and the second message said, need time alone. This was a red flag for Lisa, because the idiolect of her message didn't seem like Caitlin. Caitlin usually put everything in one message versus sending multiple messages. Can't relate. I am a multiple message girly. I am too. Like, you get a play-by-play of every thought I have that goes through my head. Yeah. It is not <laughs> all concise. That's kind of how <laughs> I am too. So like you're gonna you're gonna get a couple messages from me, mm-hmm. um, but like with her, she put everything in one message. Any questions or concerns, all in one message. So after getting these messages, she tries to call her, and it goes straight to voicemail. Almost like the phone had been turned off after sending the messages. Need time alone. Yeah. It's weird. Now, keep in mind, Caitlin's flight was supposed to leave at 5.40, and it's now 7.15. So she's definitely missed her flight, if that's the case. And she also had told Amber that... um, There was something wrong. There was something wrong with her flight, making it sound like she was trying to get a different one. Yeah, I I don't know. It was it was just that. It was very plain. Mm-hmm. Um, but she she wasn't picking up her phone at all, and this is clearly out of character for her. Mm-hmm. Somebody that talks to her family every day calls them at least two times a day. Like, this is just not her. Mm-hmm. Amber received a message around the same time as Lisa, but it came through Facebook Messenger. The message read that Caitlin couldn't come back to Arizona because she had cheated on Amber. Amber was very confused by this because they were 
having no issues. They were both at really good places in their lives. So it just didn't, like I said, it just wasn't making any sense to anyone. Mm-hmm. And she also felt like the content of the message didn't seem like Caitlin's normal way of writing either. So similar to Lisa, how she felt. Lisa then decided to call the airline to see if Caitlin had checked in at all, had even shown up at the airport, and the airport declined seeing her, and they said that she never checked in for her flight, which I'm assuming that would mean that her flight left at a normal time. Yeah. And that there were no issues with her flight. So she was never at the airport. She never made it there. She never made it to the airport. She So Lisa calls James next. And she's trying to see if anything's changed, if he's had any contact with her. And he said the exact same story of, like, no changes to a story at all. I dropped her off at the mall. I gave her $20 for the Metro. And she said that she was going to kill some time. So, like, he is sticking to the story that he dropped her off at the mall. And he hasn't heard from her since. That's just so bizarre. And, like, I have so many questions. So she never showed up at the airport. Surely this mall has cameras. Yeah, we'll get to that. (laughs) So uh, the family keeps trying to reach her all night long. And Lisa made the decision to go to the police. The police tried to tell her that she's an adult and sometimes this happens where your child needs space but Lisa knew that Caitlin would never do this it was truly never some some way that she ever acted before I hate whenever like investigators will say that that is not possible like whenever they try to make somebody out to be a runaway or like well well they sometimes kids do these type of things yeah and like she's 18 19 yeah of course there's like gonna be this rebellious period but i don't know i just but like in one day she completely changes her behavior that doesn't that doesn't make sense yeah like there would be some signs here if she's like having fun with her friends playing cards drinking and then like and then goes home. normal that yeah, morning. Normal that morning, hanging out with her sister and her mom. And it just a mom knows her kid. Oh yeah. So if the mom is saying, No, there were no signs of her going through something, there yeah. were no signs that she needed time alone, then investigate. Investigate it. Yeah. Come on. Overreact. Well, Lisa waited another day, but just couldn't take the phone silence anymore. And she ended up filing a missing persons report at the county uh, police department. Way to go, Lisa. Well, Lisa, as she's filing the report, the police found Caitlin's luggage in a storm drain ditch on the side of the road. Mm. Yeah. The luggage was found just a few miles from her hometown. It... So she, like, didn't make it very far at all. Yeah. Or at least that's what this seems like. Yeah. Um, It looked as if the luggage had been thrown out the window of a moving car because one of the wheels was busted, and inside the suitcase was only her wallet, phone charger, and toothbrush. 
So her clothes, phone, and diploma were all missing from the bag, which is really odd. Yeah. That's so, weird. So one thing, if she is a runaway, why take those things and why leave those things behind? Like her wallet. Like, if you're running away... Why would you away, keep your diploma and not your wallet? Which has your ID in it. Yeah. So see, like, how it contradicts each other, like... You're like, okay, if she truly was trying to run away, mm. why why these items? And yeah. why were those left behind? Makes no sense. Her charger, but she still has her phone, as far as we know. Yeah. And leaving behind her toothbrush, fine, that can be replaced. Cheap yeah. thing to buy at the drugstore. But, but taking her diploma and not her wallet really just has me so confused. Exactly. Because also, like, if somebody were to, like, have kidnapped her and was, like, robbing her... Yeah. They would want that wallet. Yeah. I just... I don't Which get it. Which, it also had, like, all her banking cards and yeah. stuff like that. So, if she was running away, she would have wanted her cards to at least withdraw money. Yeah, she would want money. And two, if it was a robbery, why would they not take the her banking money. cards or any cash that she had in her wallet? Yeah. So, see what I mean? Like, how confusing this case gets? Yeah. So, after finding the suitcase and Caitlin is still missing, police are now more concerned because they're, it's not adding up. So, they start a very heavy search using, like, helicopters, and everybody was hearing about it through the news stations. It was becoming big. Mm-hmm. It was gaining a lot of attention. Mm -hmm. So they also started to interview anyone who had contact with her last, starting with James and his story. Mm -hmm. And his story still never changed. He said that he dropped her off around one o'clock. They brought up the point that Caitlin had never rode the Metro and would she even know how to? But James simply said, she's an adult and I assumed that she would figure it out, which I don't blame him if that is the case yeah and also like she had already been living in a completely different state yeah. completely different city at this point after you have branched away from home you become a little bit more comfortable and independent with, yeah with uncomfortable situations like whenever i moved to new york i quickly had to learn the subway system and figure out how to travel by myself yeah and since doing that, I'm way less guarded. I'm far more fearless whenever I'm going into an unfamiliar city because I feel like I know I can get around. Yeah. So, I mean, to her defense, that is entirely plausible. But back to the suitcase, just for a hot minute, because yeah. now I'm like, the wheels are turning. I want to know what side of the road was the suitcase on? Like, as she's exiting the city... Was it on the side of the road that she would have been sitting on? Does it appear like as they were returning back to the county that it was tossed out the window? Or was it on the way to it? And you said this was 50 miles away. Yeah. From The airport is 50 miles away from her home. Yeah. So that suitcase is not very far from her home. Yeah. But... Her her mom dropped her off at James' house so that he could take her to the airport. Yeah. So you would think that 
I don't know. They, he would get her there safely. One would hope. But, so it, I'm telling you, it's <laughs> crazy <laughs> thinking about all the details. Let me, let me just keep going. Cause I think it'll, it'll tie in a little bit. Yeah. But it's still so mind boggling. Yeah. So I, I think the suitcase was on the side of the road heading out of town. I would believe like on the passenger side, but even if she were driving a vehicle and somehow she like shoved it out the passenger window, like I don't know, but I believe it was on the side of the road heading out of town. I could be completely wrong though. I, I didn't. You're fine. I mean, yeah. there are plenty of other ways that this could have happened. I didn't really catch that detail. The of side of the side. road that the suitcase is on doesn't necessarily determine, like, when it would have been dumped there. I guess I'm just, like, I'm getting very critical of the details now. Yeah. So. Well, whenever I read it, it made me kind of think it was one of the roads that you would have taken heading to the mall. It's not, like, close to the mall, but... Heading towards that destination, uh-huh. it would have been one of the roads that you probably would have taken. Got it. So, and I, like I said, I think it was on the, the side of the road that she would have been on if she were passenger heading out of town. Okay. So, that was the way I interpreted it, but I could be wrong. Cool. So, Moving on. <laughs> back to them interviewing James. James had even offered a picture of his vehicle so they could spot him when they reviewed surveillance from the mall. And they were going to look into that. But something else happens that completely takes the detective's attention elsewhere. Hmm. So, like away from the stepdad? Yeah. But like away from the case almost completely. So around this time, the body of a young woman was found dead in her car. She had similar features, build, etc. Like she kind of fit around the same same age gap, everything. So they believed it was her. Turns out it was another young lady named Heather. Police started to think maybe it was a serial killer. Maybe somehow these girls were like tied to each other. But later on, we find out that Heather's case had literally nothing to do with Caitlin's case. No at connection. All. Um, it, I believe it was many years later that they said that it was a love triangle dispute that went wrong. And I think somebody was convicted for Heather's murder. Okay. But even Lisa said that she didn't feel like that case had anything to do with Caitlin's. Okay. So they get a little off track, but they soon steer their focus back to Caitlin's friends and family. And they're trying to gain more information. When they talked to her friends that she stayed with the night before her disappearance, they did confess that they were really drunk and ended up having a threesome. So part of that story, like part of that message so that her she telling had sent, Amber that she had cheated. Yeah. Did so make sense. It was actually true that she mm. she did end up cheating. But that still doesn't explain why you would ghost your whole family and friends like you know, you did a shitty thing. You did a horrible thing. Yeah. You don't just abandon your whole life because of it. Exactly. And like, regardless of that shitty thing that you did, that's your support system. Like, yeah, 
Are you really just gonna leave everything leave? behind? Yeah. So they wanted to look more into her Facebook Messenger to see if there were any other messages. Mm -hmm. um, she did end up having a conversation with someone, and it didn't really state who, but apparently the conversation was earlier that day, and I would assume maybe like when she's home with her mom and sister, she stated that she didn't want to be here and she didn't want to be there, referencing like being home and in Arizona, in Arizona with her fiance. At this point, they're just completely stumped. They don't know if she ran away or what is going on. Mm -hmm. But police start checking out her friend's houses, like, just staking them out, places that she would frequent, but there was no luck. They decided to pull her phone records, and here were, like, this is where things get a little chilling. Mm -hmm. The text that she sent her mom that she arrived at the airport was actually sent five miles from where her luggage was found. So she was, like, right outside of town yeah. when she sent that. She wasn't at the airport. So police are trying to retrace her steps and pull the surveillance footage from J.C. Penney's. And they were very helpful since James has been so cooperative that they would see her arriving. They never saw his Jeep at all. Never saw her at all at the mall. So he's lying. Yes, I, I believe so. I don't like. I don't know why he would lie, mm -hmm. but let, let's just go a little yep. further. <laughs> Sorry, um, not trying to interrupt or add my two cents. Just no, it's OK. I just it's so confusing and frustrating because I, I want to understand mm -hmm. more but the information is so limited. Yeah, it's just not there. So where James had been so cooperative and his story never changed, they really weren't looking at him as a suspect at the time, but they wanted him to come back in to clarify his story more. And they wanted to hook him up to a polygraph test, mm -hmm. which I know how you feel about polygraph tests. Yeah, they're not reliable. They're yeah. not admissible in court. Yes. So I, what's the point? I know, but they they had set a date, a time, and everything to do this. But a little later on, James refuses to do it after consulting with a lawyer. And I don't I don't hold that against him. Yeah. Because I mean, like I said, what's the point? Yeah, I agree. But now now that he's done that, they are looking at him as a suspect. Yeah. They pull his phone records, and the message that he sent Lisa at 1.52 was sent from his home. So they kept looking at his activity, and he was never near the mall, and he was never near the airport. Dirty little liar. Dirty little liar. Channeling my inner Janicean. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, like, you would think... Once Lisa contacted James about, I'm getting these weird messages, like, she, she's obviously very concerned about her daughter. Mm -hmm. Everyone was calling Caitlin. Everyone was texting her, trying to get a hold of her. 
his activity showed that he never tried calling her at all. Even day two that she was missing. Never once tried calling her. Hmm. So, also, you know how he was supposed to be at work at three o'clock? He never went. Never showed up for work that Mother day. Motherfucker. Yep. Uh, so, then the police obtained a search warrant. And they searched his property, his vehicles, and electronics. And they found absolutely nothing to suggest any foul play. However, James had a rental property that they never searched and wouldn't because of a tenant living there at the time. So this is where the case went cold. Yeah. Because they just couldn't get any information and he would not like interview anymore he was like i've already said what i've had to say and all this yeah and he was like there's nothing else for me to say but like he's not showing like any concern for caitlin's well-being or for this kid that was his daughter since she was seven yeah that's an awful lot of life to just let go yeah uh there was a theory that Caitlin went and met someone, like somebody that she had met online, because she had one of those encrypted text apps that like deletes your messages or they mm-hmm. can't be tracked. But there was never any evidence to corroborate this theory. I guess like another thing that's got me so frustrated <clears throat> is that so stepdad didn't leave his house. Nope. But that's where she was dropped off at. So how did she get the five minutes out of town or five miles, whatever it was mm-hmm. that you said, to where her luggage was dropped off? Yeah. Now, I mean, one could say that he left his phone at the house. Yeah. And he drove all that way with her, but I don't know. Like, was it something against her will? Did she actually run away like but like it doesn't make sense Mm -hmm. why why would you want to completely leave your your life i understand making a mistake and feeling shitty about it but and why would he cover for her yeah if she if he starts to become a suspect i would have been like well listen here's the truth she wanted to leave. She wanted out and mm-hmm. doesn't want to talk to anybody, doesn't want any contact. She wants to move on from whatever life she has here. Yeah. And I helped her do it or whatever. But, like, he's giving them nothing to go off of, and I don't know. It. She just vanished. Yeah. Uh, and poor Amber, because, like, to think... Yeah, we're tight. We're good. She's got plans. They're getting married. Like, Caitlin had plans. She was going home with the purpose of getting this diploma so she could go to hair school. Yeah. So, I I don't understand. People that want to just ditch their lives don't make plans for the future. Yeah. And something I found weird was James never went back to work for, like, months I don't know why or how. And, like, people grieve in different ways. But if he's not actively trying to get a hold of her and not participating in this investigation anymore, it just feels 
sketchy. He never participated in any, uh, like, searches or anything for her. Yeah. And she she has a bunch of tattoos. Like, she would be... Lots of identifiable features. Yeah. So I don't understand if she did go missing, how nobody's found her. Yeah. But... See what I mean by how crazy this story was? Yeah, that's unfortunate. And this happened in 2015. 2015. So we're pretty far away from that now, unfortunately. That doesn't feel possible, but... Yeah. The likelihood of her being okay somewhere is significantly lower. Yeah. I... I wonder if they're like, okay, so I've watched a lot of these videos of this guy. He does like waterway searching, like diving. I've seen that. I wonder if they ever did any of that. If there were any like bodies of water close by, Mm -hmm. like a lake, a pond, literally anything. I think I follow that guy's YouTube page. I follow him on TikTok. Yeah. But I, it was just kind of a thought of mine that mm-hmm. maybe he or someone can search the waterways. Yeah. Do like their sonar and things if they haven't already. Yeah. But I don't know. It's, it's a crazy one. Yeah. And I, I highly doubt here in Jackson that, <laughs> you know, anybody would ever have any leads on her but i would hope that somebody would come forth if they saw her or heard of any information but it's just been so long i doubt it yeah and i hate that for the family like they'll never get the closure that they want Mm -hmm. and it's just so sad yeah but yeah that is the story of caitlin akins wow that's sad. Yeah. It's a sad one to leave on. <laughs> Such a, a young girl, and she had so much potential. Yeah. Because, and so many plans. Like, yeah. Because if she was ashamed and hurt and heartbroken about this mistake that she made, it's unfortunate that she didn't get to see that it gets better. Yeah. That um, she'll recover from whatever mistake that she made and she'll learn from it. She'll grow. Her relationship might be over. Yeah. And, but I mean, it's not, but she's got family and friends that love her. Yeah. Like that newborn nephew of hers. Like she, she was so excited to meet that baby. Yeah. Now they'll never really know her. I think, and this is just my opinion. I think James had something to do with it. I think he knows more than what he lives on. Mm -hmm. And that's really sad that you were such a big part of her life. And now you're also such a big part of her disappearance. Yeah. So. Jeez, that's just so shitty. And now I'm pissed off because I want closure and I want answers and I won't get any. And this is exactly why I don't like doing missing persons case. I don't like doing unsolved cases because I will be frustrated and pissed off that I don't have answers. For the rest of the day. Yeah. For the rest of the week. (laughs) And I'm going to be thinking about it that whole time. Yeah. 
We need to probably do some sort of palate cleanser episode soon. So many of our stories have been so sad and heartbreaking. I know. So if any of you listeners have recommendations, please reach out to us. You can find us on Instagram at What a Nightmare Pod. Our Facebook page at What a Nightmare Podcast. We also have a TikTok. It is at what.a.nightmare. Send us your feedback and feedback <laughs> in <are> case <laughs> recommendations to our email at whatanightmarepod at gmail.com. Catch us next Thursday. Good, Good night. night.